Super Talk Mississippi media production. All right, so joining me now, Teddy Cahill from Baseball America. Always great to talk to him because it means college baseball is pretty close to happening. Teddy, you guys had MSU third in, in your first poll of the season. That's as high as I've seen them ranked. I feel like when people do these interviews, they always sort of try to nitpick, oh, well, State lost this or whatever the team is. They lost this from last year. Why so high? Let's go the other way with that. What do you like about this Mississippi State team to put them at third? Well, you know, I you got to like that, first of all, they're returning a lot of players that just won a national championship. I, I think that you, you notice that, obviously. I like that Landon Sims is back, and I like him as a Friday starter. I mean, he was great in his role last year, and it was a really important role, and they won the national championship in part because they were able to have him in that role. But as a Friday starter, I, I think he can be one of the best in the country. Um, and they've got a lot of power offensively. They got a lot of power arms. You know, we saw all of that last year. So, I mean, really, I, I like the depth. I like the talent that I see in Starkville. What about the coaching staff? You know, Coach Lamonis came in a couple years ago or three years ago, as now. And, you know, sort of a relative unknown to Mississippi State fans uh, coming from Indiana. And then, you know, his first year – you could sort of say, well, that was such a loaded team. They had just been to the College World Series, and he did a great job with them, but, you know, what's he going to do going forward? Now he has a national championship under his belt, and, and he's been recruiting at a pretty high level the whole time he's been here. Where do you rank Lamonis among coaches, not just in the SEC, but in the country? Wow, that's uh, that's tricky. I was, uh, you know, I, I know – I, I know I, I was just listening to a podcast, uh, college football, Stuart Mandel and, and Bruce Feldman, and they rank the top 25 coaches in college football every year. And every year I read that and I'm like, man, why, why do you put yourself through that? <laughs> uh, you know, he, he, I mean, with the national title, you got to take Chris Limonis very seriously as a top head coach throughout the country. Um, you know, yes, Mississippi State is set up to succeed. And yes, he inherited some really good players when he got there. Uh, but, you know, he he did what nobody has done before, what John Cohen and Ron Polk weren't able to do. And those are two great, great, great coaches. And, uh, you know, it, it's just not easy winning. It's not easy getting to Omaha. It's not easy, you know, doing it in, in back-to-back seasons like he did. You know, I mean, in the SEC, you've got some great coaches just in the West Division alone, let alone, you know, looking across the way and seeing Kevin O'Sullivan and Tim Corbin, who, of course, have national titles as well. I think he stacks up well. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not necessarily ready to say that he's as high up as, uh, you know, somebody like Tim Corbin with multiple national titles. He just hasn't been a, a head coach as long. You know, Tim Corbin has 20 years on the job, right, and, right. and multiple titles and Yes, there are a lot of advantages at Vanderbilt, but, uh, you know, I, I think you would have to say Lamonis is in the top 10 and, and maybe in the top five. You mentioned Landon Sims a minute ago, and, and I agree with you. I think that, you know, his temperament and his talent will certainly make him an effective Friday night starter. When you look at the rest of State's rotation, I think a guy, you know, for my predictions would be Jackson Fristo, who's going to play a big role, you know, had a, an up and down year, sort of hit that freshman wall that we see so many times, but early in the season was pretty effective. Do you like him as a potential Saturday or Sunday starter for the Bulldogs? I think if he can be that, that would be outstanding for them. He's a guy that has SEC starting experience, and this is a team that you know is a little lighter on that, frankly. Uh, so if he's if he's able to to take that step forward and you know pitch it at a high level, then that would be that would be great. I think he has the ability. Um, 
you know, obviously what you saw down the stretch from him last year wasn't getting it done at a level that they were hoping for and, and that they needed. Um, but, you know, if they're able to, to go back with him, get in the lab and, you know, work some things out, just get stronger, get ready for a, a, a full season, you know, then I, I would um, I'd be excited about that. But, uh, you know, I, I do think the way that last year ended did raise some, some question marks and, and did leave him some things to work on. And I'm sure he, he spent the offseason working on him and I'll be excited to see what it what it looks like now. Behind the plate, the Bulldogs have one of the best in the nation. What are you expecting this year from Logan Tanner? I mean, you, you gotta you gotta love the defense. You know, that's really what stands out with with him. Um, but I, he's a good offensive player. He's got some power in the bat. I think that they would, uh, you know, that they, they they'll take whatever offensive contribution he brings, though, because he's so good with the pitching staff. He's so good with a running game uh, that th- those two things really stand out. And I mean, there, there's a reason why he's a potential first round pick, uh, this year and, and what he's able to do, uh, you know, well-rounded player, what he did with USA over the summer. I, I think he's, uh, you know, that that's one of the keys to, to this team. I think you mentioned starting pitching a second ago in Mississippi state, you know, not really have any proven starting pitching, but when I look at the teams that are ranked highly, you know, Vanderbilt loses lighter and, and rocker. Uh, Ole Miss loses Hoagland and Nikhazy. Uh Arkansas with Pellette out for the season now. LSU, I mean, sort of unproven there as well. If I ask you, who has the most proven starting pitching in the SEC this season? Who is it? Uh, it the SEC turned over a lot of pitching. Um, you know, it's, it's just not an easy answer. Uh, I, I think you can look at Florida – Maybe because Hunter Barco has as much starting experience as any like high end pitcher in the country since he was a starter in 2020 uh, before the the season was canceled. Uh, so that could be an answer. Um, it might be the answer. There just there is not a whole lot of returning starting pitching in the conference. A lot of teams bring back one guy. Not a whole lot of teams bring back two. But by that same token, you know, State, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, bring back a ton of production at the plate. Is this going to be a year where the hitters kind of have the uh, the, the say of things uh, in the SEC? I do think it's going to be an offensive year in the SEC, but I, I don't think that it's going to you're going to see, you know, a lot of 10 to 8 games every weekend. Uh, I think that, especially in the West, uh, you know, any game Arkansas or LSU – uh, is playing has the potential to become that kind of game at any time. But I, 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 there, while there's not a ton of proven pitching in the SEC, there is still a lot of really talented pitching, really powerful pitching, and it may take them a few weeks to, to catch up. But I, I think that by the end of the season, you'll see plenty of uh, proven, impressive arms throughout the conference. I won't ask you for all eight, but just looking at the SEC, who are the teams that you would say today – are most likely to end up in Omaha? Uh, well, I would start with Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Um, I like what Florida brings in terms of, uh, you know, they just have a really well-rounded uh, group. There's a lot of talent there. I, I think they can, you know, not like last year was a bad year, but by Florida standards and given that they were the preseason number one team, it was a little disappointing. I think they can bounce back from that this year. And um you know, I, I think that a fourth team could certainly sneak in there. I think that, you know, whether that's Arkansas, Ole Miss, LSU, it, even Tennessee uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, 
or Georgia. I, it, it would be hard to pick. I guess, you know, we have Arkansas ranked the highest, uh, but I think LSU's ceiling is, is higher, you know, outside of maybe Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, Florida. I, I do like LSU's ceiling uh, the most in the SEC. One question about Arkansas that I saw, you know, some other preseason polls had them second, third, fourth. You guys were the last poll to come out and you had them ninth. How much did the injury to Peyton Paulette play into that ranking? Yeah, we would have had them in a a range. Like we would not have had them second. We had them in the top five before Paulette was injured. Mm. And, you know, frankly, it was really hard to evaluate that because you don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. And, you know, Paulette is a guy that, you know, was expected, still expected to be a first round pick probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you take that out of any team and that's a, that's a huge loss. But the more I looked at it, the more I realized that without Paulette, they're now without the guy, the, the guy, the, the five guys who threw the most innings for them last year, they don't have this year. Uh, three of them are in pro ball. Paulette is injured and Caleb Bolden transferred to TCU. I, maybe that should have been playing more in my mind three weeks ago, but in the aftermath of his injury, I really couldn't get past that. There, It's just going to be a completely different look on the mound. It was already going to be hard moving on without cops um, and Wicklander, for that matter, but now also being down a guy that has the special talent of a, of a, of a Paulette, uh, we, we had to drop them in, in the rankings because of it. I thought you were going to say three of them are in the pros and the other two were Kevin Cops. <laughs> How many innings last year? Who's a, who's a dark horse in the SEC this year? You know, I, I don't think Georgia's going to sneak up on anyone, but I, I just want to mention that, you know, Georgia, a team that missed the NCAA tournament last year, looks looks really good. I don't think they qualify as, as a dark horse. I think they're being ranked too highly right now. Uh, so I'm going to say Alabama. Okay. Uh, I like what the Tide have. You know, they snuck into the tournament last year. They survived some tough injuries. They brought in another really good recruiting class. You know, Brad Bohannon has just kind of quietly been doing his thing in Tuscaloosa. Um, you know, it really is unfortunate they don't have Connor Prelip this year. Uh, you know, who who was opening day starter the last couple of years out injured this year. Uh, but even without him, I I do like uh, the overall talent that uh, that the Tide have. How long will it take Jim Schlossnagel to get it going at AM? You know, frankly, I mean, I could have said them as a dark horse because what AM is doing this year is fascinating. They brought in many transfers. They hit that portal hard. And if it works, they could be really good this year. They they got some really high profile guys. They needed a talent infusion, though. And, you know, with so many transfers, there's of course a potential that uh, you know, things don't just quite click this year. So I don't think it'll be long. It could happen this year for them. Uh, but I think within the next couple of years, you're going to see A&M back at, in a position that, that you would be familiar seeing uh, the Aggies. All right. I love talking college baseball. This is great stuff. Really appreciate it. Teddy Cahill, Baseball America, man. I know we will talk again very soon. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.